0: Today's episode is brought to you by F1 for Help. A recent Facebook review from Sandy said this, Joe did a great job. He answered all my questions and fixed all my problems. Plus, he had patience. That is very important to me since I am not a computer literate senior citizen. At F1 for Help, they clean windows, but they're not janitors.
1: COVID-19 has changed everything. And small businesses are itching to get back at it when this is all over. But how will that look? Ed and I will talk about what small businesses have to do to hit the street running so that they minimize the effect this virus has had in and on their business in today's episode of The Business Buffet. Welcome to the Business Buffet podcast with Ed Beharana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping the veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Welcome back or welcome to the Business Buffet. My name is Phil Anderson and with me again from over 1.7 miles away. And that's about 9,000 feet for those of you keeping score at home is my podcast partner, Ed Beharana. Hopefully that is really good social distancing. Ed, how is life going in the Beharana household?
0: Oh, we had a huge, huge pile up in the living room. The dogs were in the way <laughs> trying to trying to get from the bedroom to the office. I I, I had to detour around the mess of golden retrievers. It it, it was a disaster. It was total disaster. So,
1: you don't have a traffic light in your living room. We
0: don't we don't we haven't we, I, I think we're going to have to do it. You know, the puppy Roxy, she's she's nine months old now, and she's got a mind of her own, and typically whatever she wants is what she's going to get. And the poor- Brandy, my nine year old dog, she's she, she's really taken the brunt <laughs> of it. Uh, Roxy has Brandy's head in her mouth more often than anything else. Oh my
1: gosh. Oh, my gosh. and and that, as uh,
0: Roxy gets older, that's gonna be easier to do too. poor Brandy. Does she stick up for herself at all? Oh, yeah, no, she puts Roxy in her place. this morning, I went out to uh, get the garbage <laughs> cans and and took the dogs out with me and and Brandy was really giving it to Roxy. Roxy wants to play, and Brandy's really putting her in her place. So no, they play great. They're absolutely wonderful together. Kay's doing good. I'm doing good. We're uh, we're nowhere near out of meat, and that's you know kind of important in my household. Got to have food. Well,
1: I'll tell you, I f- found some more toilet paper yesterday. Who thought, right? Well, and you so- you
0: recycle, don't you?
1: Um, not uh, many things. Yes, but not toilet paper. You should see Eddie is so, so proud of himself on that one right there. He's just beaming, grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> You're pretty happy with yourself well, I, on that yeah, one. I'm trying you? to be green. I, you know, the green new deal. We, we are a recycle household. There are exceptions and that's one of them. No, toilet paper does not get recycled. Hey, you had something fun go on last week. You did something with the Innovation Collective, a podcasting one-on-one thing. Tell us about
0: that a little bit. That that looked like it was fun. We did. I put out a call to the Innovation Collective about bringing together other podcasters in the Coeur Lane area. Try yeah, to, we talked
1: about that last week.
0: Try to create um, not just a network, but a resource. So we had our meeting this week. We had eight Eight to ten people. We had ten at one time, um, but we had eight people show up, uh, eight Dynamite current and future podcasters. The, the one I want to highlight, so this is the innovation that we've got going on in Coeur d'Alene. We had one young woman there who is a fundraiser for the museum, North Idaho Museum, and her dream is to create a museum for the blind to create an exhibit, a story-based exhibiting process whereby blind people can experience the museum at its fullest. And I think that's just a dynamite idea. So it was a great meeting. Good, good. That's fantastic. I'm in the process of
1: trying to, I just took a picture of us doing this. I was going to post on our Facebook page and then you stopped talking, so I can't do it. I will do it before the end of this podcast recording. So I'm, I'm pretty sure you know this about me. If not, I will remind you. I like to think of myself as an eternal optimist. But I've had many people in my life say, I just sweep things under the carpet. And I, I try to explain, oh, I know the negatives. I just choose to concentrate on the positives. To a fault, really. But uh, when researching this topic of re-entering, businesses re-entering the business world when all this is over, I thought it was going to be a great topic. I thought I'd be able to find lots of uh content to draw from and do some research on, but I basically found nothing. Everything was about what business can do during this crisis, this pandemic. There was nothing about what business can do to prepare for re-entry back into the you know into the uh, you know after the lockdown is unlocked, right? In fact, I even mentioned that to you yesterday, right? Um, when I was we, we had a conversation. I said, "This is crazy. I can't find anything." Do you remember what you told me about that? No. So you said you really don't. <laughs> I don't. I this don't. is what you said. Okay, well, it was more than five minutes ago. You said, "Looks like we're trendsetters," which, honestly, we are doing something that I can't find anybody else doing
0: today and that is boy, that was talking brilliant. about no i mean being trendsetters that line that was brilliant i said that you said that oh, wow. well maybe
1: i'll just give myself credit for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no it was me ed
0: <laughs> okay so, well that's why
1: i don't remember it oh geez okay i'm glad <coughs> i put that down in my notes just in case you didn't remember anyway so you and i haven't really seen much of a change uh, as we both work from home offices, our home offices, other than actually being a little bit busier. Um, but many are itching to get back out there. I can, I mean, I can just feel it. With that said, last week there were some pretty bleak headlines. Here are some that I saw: One in four Americans has lost job or income to coronavirus. That was a survey from U.S. News and World Report. Um, This one from Forbes. Americans have lost 10 million jobs because of coronavirus. Here's the last one, which kind of puts a bow on this. Less than a half of jobs lost in coronavirus. Less than half. Lost in coronavirus, crisis will return. And that's from the New York Post. Now, these are really bleak headlines, right? And while these lost jobs numbers continues to rise... It seems like we're seeing a flattening of the coronavirus curve as early projections of two million deaths in the u s continue to fall. Uh, one report I saw had the projection as low as sixty five thousand still a lot of deaths, but that's right around the you know typical flu season. I mentioned these statistics, understanding completely that we can make anything out of statistics, but I mentioned these statistics because it would seem like America is primed to return back to work. Business is ready to get going again. Now, I'm not trying to jump the gun on returning back to normal or whatever normal looks like, but this thing surprised everyone, catching many off guard, and they are suffering because of it. We know our society will be released from this lockdown. We just don't know when. So last week, we talked at length that in many times in business, we are at the mercy of circumstances that are out of our control, and the best we can possibly hope for is to mitigate the impact and implement methods to help us ride out the emergency. And while with an additional week of practice, many more have adopted digital as a way to reach people, will that continue when we go back to, quote, and I'm using air quotes, business as usual? Ed, in your opinion, what will business as usual even look like when this is all over?
0: You know, honestly, I don't think it's going to look too different from what it was before this event. There'll be a, uh, a a period of time where people are gradually working their way back in. Fear is always evident. Look at 9-11, how folks, there was the initial pride flags out on the stoops and everybody's got American pride and and then we go to war in Afghanistan, and we start kicking the hell out of the taliban and and everybody is raring to go, but meanwhile, the stock market is dropping, businesses are going out people are are unemployed uh, it, it It took a while to get started, but look what happened we We had a stock market that almost doubled in size right. from from nine eleven to just before this episode with the coronavirus. We have um there's an old saying, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. And we have a situation here where businesses are going to be forced to reinvent. My wife and I were talking just today. In fact, we were listening to the president in the uh, coronavirus virus task force news conference. And Kay made the comment. She said, this is this is never going to come back. And I said, I disagree. I, I think not only will it come back, it'll come back better than it was because business will innovate. Business, because of this dramatic slowdown, is going to be forced to improve efficiencies, improve business delivery, improve business messaging. There's not going to be a, a single area of business where they will leave it untouched, because they have to. There's, there is no business. And to get going again, they're going to have to be innovative in order to attract people to get out and start doing again. So, Honestly, I I think business will be better than it was. I think it'll be more efficient. I I think it'll be more profitable. It's
1: interesting you say that because I actually thought you would have um have said something a little different. It will it, I thought you were going to say something that business will be forever changed. That's what I'm hearing everywhere. Things are going to be different. Well, you know what? After 9/11, they were they were different and certainly were still going through uh, some procedures that we didn't do before 9-11. We're still doing that right now in travel, but we've actually made travel more efficient, right? So at the very front end of that, long lines through TSA and all of that, we're getting much more efficient now in this digital world, and we're actually flying through the airports. Well, not right now because well, of, of the lockdown. Well, but,
0: but let's let's talk about that. Okay, so yeah. are we more efficient in travel? Uh, efficient, yes, but the amount of things that they're doing before you get to the airplane is exponentially greater than what it was before 9-11. Now, I, I happened to fly Pan Am the day 103 was blown up over Lockerbie. Um, I was coming back from Frankfurt, Germany, and I was on Pan Am, loaded the gate opposite of 103. Um, had my dad been just a little bit cheaper, I might have been on that flight. Um Pan Am, going to the Frankfurt Airport, we had to go through two security checkpoints. We went through the airport security checkpoint, and then we went through another Pan Am security checkpoint. It didn't even dawn on me. No, None of the other airlines had those extra level of security, just Pan Am. So they knew something was going on, but this this episode isn't about the the Pan Am flight being blown up. No. This is no. about the efficiency. So Okay, they realized that somebody snuck a bomb in a laptop computer onto the plane, so they came up with a way to improve the overall scanning of people to make sure that doesn't happen again. 9-11, people go on with little knives, the little box mm-hmm. cutters, and they take over four airplanes and kill almost 3,000 people. Now, all of a sudden, the knee-jerk reaction is we got the National Guard armed. We've got... Uh, people patting them down. I was going through uh, the San Jose airport, heading to uh, Racine, Wisconsin, for a leadership conference just a few weeks after 9-11. And, you know, I, for those of you who've seen a picture of me, I, I kind of look Middle Eastern with my coloring <laughs> and hair. And as I'm getting out of the car, Kay stops and she says, now you need to be, you need to be a little bit patient. You kind of fit the profile, so I was expecting not just to get pat downs, but you know, the rubber glove treatment. So you were hoping for a full body search, weren't you? I, I, well, I, I true story. When when a woman was using the wand on me, I asked if she had a vibrate setting. But I I digress. I'm standing in line going to an Alexa skill. I'm standing in line behind this old couple and you know the line's moving at a decent clip but all of a sudden i see this old man he's got to be 70 maybe 80 years old drop his pants in line oh my the God, woman that's the woman awesome. is doing a strip search of an old man in line and the only thing that could go through my head normal people would say holy hell that's bad making that old man strip down no what i'm thinking is i'm getting cavity I- searched <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh, you were excited. No, this woman, she points at me and waves me through. This wow. this old guy gets strip searched yeah. and I get the express lane. My point here is when Our we go... Our aren't always efficient. <laughs> when we go through one of these things, initially it's not very efficient. But if right. you look at what we are doing now uh, when we're traveling via air the amount of things that they're doing stuff that we don't even see the passport check ID check the the screening of your packages the the radi- radiation checks all of the additional stuff that's going on we don't even know about none of that happened before uh, and now air travel is safer than it's ever been before <laughs> provided that Boeing doesn't program the guidance computer <laughs> but
1: that's but that's a uh... That's a different. That's a different show altogether.
0: You know, and I just thinking about it, I might have killed our chances of getting Boeing as a sponsor. Sorry. So
1: let's review. We don't have Boeing as a sponsor. We're not getting uh, Ford or Chevy or Coke or Pepsi as sponsors. You think because the, of the amount of times <laughs> that I
0: have tacos at Taco Bell, they should love us.
1: Well, I will look into that. Anyway. Um, there will be differences coming down the road. I I I tend to agree with you, Ed. I I think that. Yes, at the front end, when we are all back to the new normal or whatever, back into society and and enjoying life as we should, there will be some differences. But I think ultimately we're we're gonna find that this was just a little blip. Um, some of those differences will be interesting, though. We're gonna get. Uh, I was talking with somebody yesterday, and he said, "You know, I I went to a third world country when I was in my teens to to help in in villages there, and I was eating food out of." Children's hands like that, they would get off the streets. He said, I can't, I can't even think about doing that again. In fact, going to a gym, I mean, it sounds disgusting. So there's this new mindset, right? But how about differences in just greeting people? I heard uh, a guy on ESPN uh, the other day, and he was saying, uh, Our, our, our go to guy, Dr. Fauci, said, Can we just Say goodbye to the handshake now. Can we just all understand the handshake should be in the past? And and the guy on ESPN is like, but that's the last real human bond we have when we greet somebody.
0: So I hope that doesn't go away. But I understand that it might, right? But, you know, I've got to add there because, you know, the, a guy my size, as big as I am, I, I always joked that uh, my butt has its own zip code. So maybe now <laughs> what we'll do is we'll have the butt bump. I mean I I'm doing butt, I'm doing it anyway.
1: I think I think your butt might have its own zipper as well as <laughs> its own zip code. Um well, I'll tell you what. The last difference that I I can see, and there's going to be some differences, but difference in, and I don't mean to say in weight, uh, uh, you Ed, but weight on everybody trying to fit in into their clothes again. Because most people have been working from their pajamas or just watching Netflix and binging on Tiger King and stuff like that. So uh, those probably are not people we're talking about. Um Anyway, as we navigate through this situation, it's really easy to see the doom and gloom. We just started the second quarter, okay? We're into quarter two. The consensus of experts is that the, and I do say experts in in air quotes as well, is that the economy will have a disastrous second quarter and then rebound sharply in a V-shaped recovery in the third quarter of the year. With all of these lost jobs, we're certainly headed for that catastrophic second quarter, right? Personally, Ed, I don't let my mind go there. As a small business owner, I'm always at risk, always at risk of my business taking a downturn quickly. I mean, a good, well-paying client decides they just want to do their own social media, as an example, right? Now, Ed, do you have clients that, at a drop of a hat, say, I want to start doing my own uh, web maintenance and be my own webmaster? Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah. Not so much. And it's really the same thing. People think that they can do social media at a drop of a hat and it's, it's obviously much more involved than they think. But, um, anyway, it it can happen for any small business and that's kind of what we're going through. But I look, I look at the positive rather than the negative. Uh, we're going to take a real quick break, but I need you to do me a favor. Can you do me a favor?
0: Depends. I'm 9,000 feet away from you.
1: You are a 9,000, give or take 10. I would like you, I would like for you to outline those things, if any, that will change as business in general and your business specifically moves into re-entry into commerce.
0: One way for F1 to help can help to keep an eye on physical things is by offering a variety of camera solutions ranging from single camera systems to all the way to 32 camera systems. With our computer and network monitoring service, we can keep an eye on your computers and network to make sure they are operating at their peak. If you have a system that isn't working its best or are looking to implement a system, give us a call at 208-687-0183 or visit www.f1forhelp.net.
1: Welcome back. Today we are talking about preparing yourself for the inevitable business reentry. The lockdown was a surprise, but the reentry should not be, right? So before the break, I asked Ed to outline those things, if any, that will change as business moves into reentry into commerce. Ed, what did you come up with?
0: You know, it obviously depends on the type of business. I have uh, customers across the gamut, um, the biggest change is like for uh, both public and private schools. Education entities are going to be uh, watching the sniffles, if you will. Uh, I think that there's going to be a higher demand for the health resource nurse, somebody to make sure that you don't have a temperature. I, I can foresee a time when large corporate environments and tight cubicle-type settings open floor settings, are taking your temperature as you're walking through the door. Restaurants, I can see booths having spit guards set up. I can see waitresses having to have uh, a mask, something to prepare for the spittle that's coming out. There's a lot of changes. There, it's impossible to list them all here, but th- there's going to be things that we in business do different
1: so uh when you when you made those comments, I'm thinking to myself, you know, at the store they have the bulk food with the flour and the rice and I mean, anything you can think of really uh, in bulk, and we're just putting our hand in and filling up a bag and tying it off and and uh, and it, we save money at it, right, because it's bulk, but how many people are breathing into that? or the and I I'm not going to say this in a bad way but there are buffets, Ed, that Ed, that are bad, right? We are going through the salad bar. Shame on you. We're going through the salad bar, Ed, and a little piece of plastic that you have to dip your head below just to reach the back row. That's all going to change, isn't
0: it? It is. Yeah. what let's look at the changes that have already taken place. Now if you go to Winco, They still have the 55-gallon drums as the bins. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what I remember. When I was a kid at the grocery store, they had these big boxes, big bins, and then you scoop in for the beans or the rice or the flour, and mom would fill up the bag, weigh it, and that's the way she bought her goods like that. But then you go to places like Fred Meyer, where they've got all of those um, push-to-dispense bulk dispensers. Exactly. Much better, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, is it much better? Uh, that well, arguably it it's not very efficient for the store to put out. Nope. Comparatively speaking, it costs more in labor to manage that, but it certainly is healthier. So, not all changes are going to be equal, not all changes are going to be good. It will be very interesting
1: to see how that all unfolds. Now, talking about business and uh getting back to normal, the business insider said That And this is, quote, in some places, we will be able to begin to safely relax some restrictions in May or June, but life may not return to, quote, normal until 2021. They went on to say, importantly, we think the reopening process this spring and summer will have to be gradual and different by state and region. The U.S. and Europe have not shut down all at once, and we don't think will reopen all at once either. It is really interesting to see how this is all going to play out. Uh, I do want to say, Ed, I believe it's our duty as the business buffet to help arm our listeners with an arsenal of weapons to take back the business they lost.
0: Are you ready? Sure. So the first thing you do is you get all of the to-go menus from your local restaurants, and then set up a schedule so that you were ordering from each one. I mean, you got to keep those businesses going. Oh, is this not? You're laughing. <laughs> I am laughing. Oh, I'm just. Hey, I'm that, sorry. Look,
1: there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm no, I, looking at giving our listeners who own small businesses start arming them with some strategies they might put into place before this all comes into fruition.
0: Oops, I was. I guess I was just hungry. Uh
1: you know. It, we have to start, stop recording this when you're awake.
0: Yeah, I shouldn't, talk on a, <laughs> I shouldn't talk on an empty stomach. It's bad.
1: Well, you've already mentioned this. Uh, one thing we can all agree on, right, is all businesses ha- are different. So there is no one-size-fits-all reentry plan. But for our listeners, I say you have to have a plan. When a rocket heads up to the moon... They know the re-entry back to Earth will be bumpy, to put it mildly. Will your business be ready for re-entry? All right, Ed, let's roll up our sleeves. Let me see you roll up your sleeves. You have long sleeves? There. No, never mind. Okay, let's (laughs) roll up our sleeves. What are a couple of things small business owners need to think about and plan for as they await the words, America is open for business
0: again? Advertising. People have got to know that you're there. And have you planned for the messaging? Messaging is going to be key here. From a standpoint of what change did you make, even if it isn't a change, if it was just something you assumed you did all along, it's got to be stated as now we're even more virus safe. You, you have to have messaging that is going to put the consumer at ease. Um, One thing that I wanted to bring up
1: is in in kind of the same light as advertising and marketing, right? Which in any downturn like this, that's the one thing you do not want to cut out. And sometimes it's really hard, but you have to continue that going because you know your competitors will either not do it. Which is even more a reason for you to do it, or they will be doing it, and you have to keep up with them. Uh, I I bring this up all the time. You should be on social media talking about some things your customers can look forward to in the future. Right now, you start preparing them. You also keep your business front of mind, and so going into the this, we know it's coming. We know we will be back in business. We don't know when. But when that happens, we need to be ready for that. And so setting that table, ah, the business buffet table, right, if you will. Set the table for success.
0: Um, so have a plan in place for sure, right? Absolutely. And the planning needs to be right now. you It's almost too late. It's interesting you say that because this thing all
1: came about suddenly. Okay, you can cut some businesses some slack if you're busy, you're in the process. You're in the midst of doing business. Sometimes we think it's not. It, it, it's too good. It's just going to continue going on. And then this hits. And when this hits, all of a sudden we're caught uh, with our proverbial pants down. We're not ready to um, to to look at what's facing us, and so we're caught off guard. We don't have to be caught off guard about what's coming. We know we will be ready to do business again. So like you said, have a plan and start putting that into practice. Now, any other uh, things you want to throw out
0: before I throw a recap out? Well, I mean, you got to understand the concerns of your customers. What, <clears throat> what are going to be the things for your particular business that people are scared of? And I, I've mentioned a couple of restaurants, mm-hmm. people spitting on their food. You mentioned the business buffet or excuse yeah. me, the buffets. Um, <laughs> But it goes it goes deeper than that. What about if you've got carts? Are you providing wipes for people to clean those carts? Some some grocery stores do. Most do not. There's gonna be concerns your customers have for the way you deliver your service. And it's different for every single business. Let me let me use a massage therapist as an example. Massage therapy is a pretty involved physical contact by design, and we're paying them for that. But if you want customers to come back, you need to have systems in place, not just spoken, but uh, unspoken, that make your customers feel like you are doing what's necessary to protect their health. So you may be wearing masks. You may have a face shield. uh, You may have Lysol that you spray before and after your customer lays down on the massage table. What do you do in your business? Let me use another one. we got F1 for Help, our sure. sponsor here. He's touching yep. other people's computers. Right. He, he, he could come in with gloves. Before he starts working on a computer, he puts on, pulls on the rubber gloves. And when he finishes up, he wipes them down with Lysol wipes. It's the little things that are really going to make a difference because when customers see you going that extra mile, they're gonna talk about you. And that word of mouth advertising, as good as your marketing team might be, nothing beats word of mouth. No, and you you like hit the nail on the head about the concerns. And that is
1: something like so when Joe does that, he doesn't have to say, Okay, look what I'm gonna do so that I don't spread germs. It's it's in his actions, it's I, a part of what he's doing. And you just people do it. notice that that's right, and people notice that, and that's those things have the best the highest impact. And so I absolutely agree. By the way, using the wipes going into the stores now, I think that that may be the norm for a little while. Uh, I know when I go into a store, I wipe down the basket or the cart now. It's just a part of the habit. And I take that wipe with me and whatever I take off the shelf, I wipe it down. It's well, you just, think about it. Okay. So let's yeah. look
0: at the grocery store shopping cart just for a moment. Okay, yeah, do the, we have to right now? <laughs> the the thing is designed to hold a germ factory, i.e., yeah. kits. You get a baby, you turn them around, you sit them in that little seat, and they hold on to that handle that then the next person has kind of come behind and hold. Meanwhile, that kid's been picking their nose, scratching their butt, licking Great. the damn thing. And, and you're going to come touch that afterwards. And oh, we no, just not hungry at all now have added Lysol wipes to the grocery stores. Are we out of our freaking minds? Well, I'm going to let Ed get down off his soapbox for just
1: a second. There he goes, sits down. Okay, you feel better? I'm hungry. (laughs) All right, let's go and let's wrap this thing up. We know this thing is hit without really much warning. We've talked about it. It's hit like a ton of bricks. Businesses were thrust into a new way of doing business. Some have really suffered. Some have been crushed and others have had an alternative plan already in place that helped minimize the damage of this virus. If your business is to get out of this thing with as little damage as possible, you will need to consider the following. As Ed mentioned, advertising. Hopefully, you've been doing it. Hopefully, you continue. Know what you want and then reverse engineer from your target to right now. Have a detailed plan in place to hit that target for when you are allowed to reopen Your business. Start doing the groundwork now so you're ready to go when it's go time. Consider your customer. They will certainly be happy to see you, but they will still want to feel safe. They will have concerns. How are you going to um, uh, go into those concerns? And lastly, will you have a digital offering? Those things that you have pivoted to, like we've talked about the last week or so, continue using those things that worked. So you got a quote of the day? I do. What the world really needs is more love and less paperwork. God love you, Pearl Bailey. We'll see you next time. This episode of The Business Buffet is sponsored in part by Chris Mitchell with Solutions for Living Well. Chris Mitchell, a trauma therapist and naturopath practicing locally for 20 years, is offering a new line of products which address issues with anxiety, mental clarity, and weight loss. She knows how important it is to take products that are natural, reduce stress, and also to support brain function when statin or diabetic drugs have been prescribed. You can check out these products as well as others by visiting Solutions for lw.com that's solutions the number four lw.com thank you for listening to today's episode of the business buffet podcast if you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets we hope we left you satisfied pardon me we invite you to visit our website businessbuffet.page until next time we hope you eat hearty in business